1: let's face
2: Tuning in to another show. It is Sunday, September the sixth, two thousand and fifteen, and we are celebrating our one year anniversary for the Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends show. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn.
1: Alicia Brown. (laughs) You know, Nate is here. And we have
2: Mr. Nathan Whitfield here as well. How is everybody doing this 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 pre-holiday weekend? How's everybody doing?
1: Well, you know, I, I thought the happy birthday song might have been for me. Um, is it your birthday? Birth- no. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a tourist. We celebrate all year. We oh, are yeah, you're to right. You're right. you right. You know. So you're I thought right. we were going to do right. a re celebration. whatever. Like <laughs> I guess not. But, you know what? I want, I want to know how is one of my favorite co hosts, Nate, doing? Are you out of jail this weekend, Nate?
0: Mm.
3: They let me out because I had to go sing at a wedding today, Thank but you, I'm so sleepy. I think I'm going to go back in tonight <laughs> so I can get me some rest.
0: Are you sleeping, oh, Are you okay. sleeping Nate? Oh, I'm sleepy. What well, 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 was so
2: busy this weekend that made you so tired?
0: Oh,
3: Lord. I'm Just running around, working hard.
2: I heard you sing today. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, I had to sing at a wedding today. One of my clients I had to do her makeup and then go oh. sing at a wedding. What did you sing? What did I sing? Oh, John Legend's song, <laughs> All of Me.
2: It, is, it sounds like you were very into that if you had to ask, what did you sing? Yeah. So you sang All of Me. Okay. Yeah, I like
0: that song. I like that That's
2: song so beautiful. much. But you know what? I really, really, really want to know and I'm, I'm just going to skip over myself right now. We can come back. To, but I've been getting so many texts, and, you know, a certain person who's on the line who, who will remain nameless for right now mm. has been kind of ghost for a while. I normally get texts. You know, Nate, me and you comment that usually once we start a, comment, a conversation, Alicia, she will carry that conversation for a couple of hours. But, you know, Alicia's been kind of <laughs> short and MIA. Oh, I rumor oh, has I it that fail. she's kind of booed up. Is that true? Anything Anything true about that?
1: Ah, excuse you So that, that's <laughs> how we do it now, Will We just put me on blast live uh, Yeah, on live. yeah,
2: on blast, oh, exactly
1: oh, 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 Okay, see Now I'm going to go back to that point about I carry on conversations for hours See, you, you tried it, but it's alright It is so okay Um, um
0: you,
2: You're a talkative person, that's why I love you
1: <laughs> Okay, thank you You, you redeemed Yeah. Me. In the words of Sam Cooke Okay it's been a long time coming,
0: <laughs> but I
1: know a change to
3: come. Uh,
1: so Nate, this sounds if you weren't like so yes. tired, I would get you to sing that. Nate, I would get you to sing it. But I'm gonna give you graces. You tired? You, of
3: got, a boo? <laughs> you <She> got a <laughs> you boo? Shut up! You know
1: <laughs> well, we, we ain't seen this boo is. yet,
3: but she's
2: whoever it is has been occupying oh, got a lot of time.
3: Oh, pictures of this boo on the website.
1: Yeah. See, that's why ain't nobody tell y'all nothing. <laughs> See, right there.
3: Oh, See, don't worry you, about you, it. You know I already, I oh, could, I'm going to have the pictures by the night. Oh, <laughs>
1: See, I, I See, we were down on your end, though. We were down on your end earlier this week. So, you know, you almost could have got some pictures. But oh, uh, I got uh, some. Oh, I got some. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm going to have to talk to you on the side, Paul. Um <laughs> Well, you know, the good part is, Remember, y'all were gonna do your whole love search and game. Yeah, you don't exactly. have to do that no more. I thank yeah. hey, Thank you. Won't God do it? Mm. <laughs> yes, He will. He well, we
3: do don't it? know if it was God just because you got somebody. Don't mean it's God. now do mean God had nothing to do with it. Mm. But we don't know what God did yet. The man God said that in church him. today, didn't he? Yeah, that was
2: true. You know
1: what? Mmm. <laughs> what's the exactly. night nice show about? <laughs> what's the night <nice> show about? <laughs>
3: Tonight's show, I tell you, it's going to be a good one. What is tonight's show about, William?
4: (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be a good
1: one. But you don't know what I'm going
0: to (laughs) tell
1: Tonight, I'm going to go ahead and take over. God bless you. You
2: Because I don't know anything about this topic, so,
1: so, you know, this is all new to me. Oh, I bet you do know something about this topic. I'm the one that don't know nothing. If you listen last week, I told you about my story when I was up there in Jamaica. But anywho-who. Yeah. Tonight's show. It's about love of pot, law reform, controversy, consciousness, and consumption. We have author and Canadian cannabis activist, hey Young Tara Yim, um, announcing the debut of her novel, which is Epiphanies While High, Out of One's Mind. And what oh, yeah. that does is chronicle, I know, it chronicles the journey of a young woman on the path to becoming a quote-unquote stoner. And she wanted to write a book that was accessible and was fun to read, that promoted responsible consumption. And I'm very interested, especially, you know, with the legal reform and everything going on, what right. she has to say.
3: Exactly. Because apparently
1: it's not just about weed. So. Right.
3: It's yep. not about weed. It's about <laughs> weed and new
1: booze.
3: <laughs> weed and new booze. That's right. That's right. Weed that's and that's new booze. The,
2: those are the discuss, discussion topics for this week.
3: I just need. She got a new booze I am, going I am walking down the street as we speak Looking for my pictures There got to be a oh, camera Somewhere I can download some pictures from
1: Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. well what pictures You talk about you got
3: Honey, some of these stop lights Or these street signs Somebody oh, got pictures
1: Oh, oh, father. Oh,
3: Lord. Yeah, I like
1: you know, I, I'm trusting, Lord, to, you know, God can control the camera as well. So what you don't need to see, you will not see. What you need to see, you won't okay. see neither. Won't he do it? Okay. Won't he do it? But, well, we shall what? see
3: him as he is. Oh, Lord Jesus.
1: You know, I think it's that favorite time of the show where we should go on to some hot topics that have nothing to do with weed or booze.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So, so we I, say.
2: So we say. Uh-huh. So what's what's going on? What are we talking about tonight? You know, this is my favorite part, so what what
1: are we talking about tonight? Well, actually, the first one made me think of you, and, Uh-oh. yeah, we're going to have to have a little come to Jesus, because I'm feeling a certain way. But okay. I want to hear what my, my, my brothers have to say, and y'all better say the right answer. But anywho, for all of y'all Food TV Network lovers, Food TV Network star Gloria De Laurentis. I think her program mm-hmm. called Cooking with Giada has That's to it. pay her now ex-husband and fashion designer, Todd Thompson, $9,000 a month for child support, although the couple has joint custody of their daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, they're divorcing after 11 years of marriage. She is worth $20 million. He's worth $15 million. Um, The ex-husband will also receive 50% of yet-to-be-paid advances on her upcoming projects, such as the $2.3 million for her Giada Feel Good food and $2.5 million for Giada at home and weeknights with Giada. Now, as far as dividing their joint assets, they're said to be $2 million plus in their bank accounts they have to split. Um, You know, Thompson, the husband, will keep the $3.2 million uh, Pacific Palisades (laughs) home. In addition to $300,000 worth of art and other furnishings He will maintain his membership to the Bel Air Bay Club Each will keep mm-hmm. their own Porsche De La will have exclusive rights to GDL Foods, Inc. As well as her production company And she has other cookbooks in the works that her ex-husband will have no claim to Now here's the thing One of the reasons they said she has to pay the $9,000 a month in child support And divide these assets is because there was no prenuptial agreement. Mm. Well, Will, I know how you said You remember you say we about had that, that show. Exactly. show Yeah, so mm. I was thinking of you I'm like, okay, let me get what he's saying The question is, should a woman have to pay Child support to her husband If absolutely. both are financially You ain't hear the question mm. If both are financially well off And they share joint custody I'm going to let you go, Mr. Strayhorn
0: absolutely. One, because it's
1: your show And absolutely. two, because period. you already said absolutely What absolutely. do you mean absolutely? Absolutely,
0: period
2: what you because mean, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't even be discussing this if it, if it was him paying her.
0: Oh yeah, hey, we would.
2: You all have been fighting. You want equal rights. You want
3: equal treatment.
2: So this is exactly how you would treat us. Pay him. Period.
1: Okay, Nate. What you say? I'm not. I'm not talking to him no
3: more. Well, I want to know <laughs> what she did that she got to give all this stuff away.
1: Thank you, she Nate. She made more than him.
2: And she, didn't, and she didn't have a prenup.
1: She only makes $5 like million prenup. she only makes $2 him. more Do
3: you, than
2: you have $5 million? Do you. you have a half a million?
1: No, see, that's not the point. Do you What's have half point? a five million? the point. $5 is that? a lot. Because you might as well straight forward. <laughs> okay, see, Will, let, let's have a come to Jesus here, okay? Let's have her okay, come let's to come. Jesus. Let, let's, let us come. Let, let's come to Jesus right now. Yeah. You, okay. Well, y'all
3: don't come to me right now. I'm going to But... I, I I I'm I'm really intrigued to know. I I know it just can't be because she make more. That 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 it has to be something else to it that she's paying this kind of money up.
1: I just don't understand because my point is one, we both have joint custody of the child. Okay. Yeah. This isn't why I'm the primary custodian or you are, which you know. Two.
3: That's, that's why I'm saying there must be something
1: well to it. Yeah. Right, we're both because financially well-off. So have neither one of, of us it. needs you to pay support to take care of this child. We both individually can take care of our child, and that we have joint exactly. custody. So why in the world do I have to give you $9,000 a month?
3: That's a lot. Huh. I hope it's you will end up here with me because, you know, I got here one time because I ain't paid some child support, but mine was only 9 dollars and sixty-two cents. <laughs> but I didn't have it at the time. And I told the judge, I pointed right at him and told I don't have it at this time, man. He told me, well, he'll get you in a facility. <laughs> so, well, well where hopefully he can work by the time you something. get out of jail, you'll have it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't yeah. know, Will, because, you know, now you got to pay to be in jail.
2: Oh, you're right. Nate said that last week. You're right.
1: Right. So yep. you're you racking up a bill, it's, not to it's getting tough out here. It's getting it
2: tough is. out here. You it is. You can't even go
1: get three cots and, you know, get a hot right. and uh, three, you know. Mm. mm. That's so sad.
2: Well, you know what? There's something else in the news, and I have been talking about it with anybody who will listen. Um, you oh, know, this, this chick, Kim Davis, the Kentucky clerk, Did you know, that you was jailed for chick? her refusal. This chick,
0: Kim Davis, oh,
2: the Kentucky clerk. That was jailed for her refusal to wed a same sex couple. It's, it's legal. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you think jail time was appropriate solution, or, you know, sh- should some other way have been suggested, or should it have mm-hmm. been handled differently?
3: Well, I just you think know what she, you doing she broke the law. She, was she, willingly
2: in jail.
3: she broke the law. Kim was when in they, jail, and people were getting married. <laughs> wait, 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 so Kim in jail, you know, she over here with Hey, we, Kim we, says going to stay she in jail. She's in cell block B. Hey, Kim, down. Oh, okay. okay, I'll be right with you. So she's <laughs> in jail and she told me. She said, Nate, they got married this weekend, but it's not <laughs> legal. It ain't legal. <laughs> oh, because okay. oh, oh, she's the clerk. She the clerk. So okay.
2: can't nobody gotta, else
3: marry you cause she, the clerk in jail. I what well, him, Lord. You <laughs> Don't forget. That out. Don't forget. They
2: said Kim be having Bible study while she's in jail. Oh,
3: that's if good. If you give me a few minutes, I'm going down there. <laughs>
1: okay. That's how you know, I feel. So what do y'all
2: think? What do you think? Do you think it was the appropriate solution or what? No. I mean, she was no just ignorant. No. She was, really, was She was asked a, to do her job. job. She was asked. We we didn't care oh. anything about her feelings, go. her emotions, Here her religiosity, anything like Ooh. that. The clerk that I, I I I think they said that she was an elected official, right, in that state that she was yes, elected she was to, to be le- that. Official. She's elected, so she agreed to do her job, and that was in her job description, regardless of what church she belonged to. Oh,
0: she I brought up all that stuff. She had
2: stringy hair. She brought up all of that oh. kind of information. Kim is going to be in jail if I got to go out there and pick it every day to make Mr. sure she's
1: Strayhorse. staying there. Mr. Straight <laughs> And him. I have some freaking plowed mouth,
2: so I'll do it. But, exactly. Mr. Straight
1: Horse. Yes, I'm sorry. Bring it I, down. Sorry. It's all right, Louis. All right. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. here's what I'm going to say. I'm gonna you know how I feel about that. I know. A voice. So I'm going to be go the ahead. voice of reason. This, this, this A voice. This, this go this ahead. Is my, this, is my, this is my thing. Yeah. I do understand people that have religious convictions. Convictions, gotcha mm-hmm. And I do understand that Maybe when Kim took the job Remember Marriage equality just, The law has just been passed So right. when you mm-hmm. took the job Your understanding was This will never be an issue for me
0: mm-hmm. yep. And then
1: you know Similar to people here in Virginia Oh it's never going to happen in Virginia This isn't going to be an issue Booyah. Okay. So now it's an issue, surprise Quit. And now you have someone come. Well, that's where I was getting to. You, you Quit. Burger King hiring every day. Yourself, if you have a conviction, especially spiritual convictions,
0: yeah. they
1: will be tested. So my thing yeah. is, if you feel that strongly about it, I'm not knocking you, Kim, for your feelings. And I believe everybody, wherever you stand, you should take a firm stand for what you believe. But understand, exactly. if the conditions of your job say do this, don't let mm-hmm. them throw you in jail. Just resign. Because right. now That's that exactly marriage equality did. has changed, and mm-hmm. if people are going to be coming through your job for you to do your job, and it applies to everyone, not just the people you want to serve. That means you need to find another line of work, or right. you need to resign. It should have never came to jail time. You should have given her the option to resign, or you should have terminated her on the grounds so that she is not fulfilling her job obligation. Period. Why are you oh, telling no, Then her they, they would have to
2: pay her. They would have to pay her unemployment. She does not deserve no. I don't.
1: No, if, I don't. If you terminate you're her. not doing your job. No. Just Mm-mm. because you're terminated doesn't mean it's an offense where you're going to get unemployment. Oh, unemployment. you're right.
2: I remember that. You're right. You're right.
1: right. And that's you're a fireable right. offense. You're not fulfilling the obligations of your job.
3: You're your duties
1: right. as a sign. So I don't have to pay you nothing.
3: Well, so I commend Kim for standing up for what she believes in. Even hey, though you commend her? She stood up on her pumps. And she said, give me jail And they gave it to (laughs)
1: her I made sure
2: to it. they gave it
0: right to her,
1: yeah (laughs) But you know, I think, I believe it was, okay, we're going back I think it was, um, was it Joe Biden? I want to say it was Joe Biden when they were doing the um, debate And I don't know, it was the first term, I think it was the first term and I remember him saying, I am a Christian, and they were asking him how he felt about, um, you know, marriage equality and, and all of these standards. He said, I am a Christian, but I do not believe that that should be forced upon other people. And I felt that was one of these situations here. This is your religious What was his convention. name? I said Joe Biden.
2: Hold on, I'm writing that down because I'm getting all my names now. Joe Biden. Okay, go ahead.
1: you fired. <laughs> um You know, you cannot – you have your religious convictions, and you know we've had this conversation over and over. The life you believe people should live is the life you should present before them, and what you believe is what you should live. Um, You can't make everybody else live the life you believe, and if you have a job that affects other people, you have to make the decision, am I going to take a stand Which means you're willing to lose your job because this is not, you know, people have different religious convictions that do that all the time. I'm going to step away from my job because I'm just not going to do that. Some things we can Mm -hmm. negotiate and say, well, reassign it. You don't have to do that capacity, work in that capacity. Other things, no, sweetie, that's just a part of your job. So if that's how you feel, we don't, you know, condemn you, but you're not going to be able to work here. So you shouldn't work there. But to give her jail time and stuff, you put more attention on the issue, and I don't think you need to do that. Just terminate yes. her let her resign you giving her a struggle platform yeah right. that's right Seven days well i in jail? personally really? appreciate
2: seeing her walk in there and i watch it over and over again
1: you know what i'm i'm going to pray for you will thank I'm you
2: thank pray. you thank you Well, you know what yeah. we're going to do we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break cuz we have a thank nice you, show Lord. coming up but i do yes, want you. to remind our listeners to please call in um 713-955 0793. Make sure you stay connected Follow us on Twitter On Facebook uh, We're at Let's Face It Radio um, Alicia she does a good job Of keeping you guys posted If you follow us on our Facebook page So um, we're going to come right back um, With our wonderful guest Phone lines are open right Alicia?
1: Yes they are
2: They're open? All right. So you go ahead and get to blogging or or tweeting or whatever it is that you do. All right.
0: Oh,
1: no. So
2: you're listening to Let's Face It. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Cedric the Entertainer here with Niecy Nash, taking a break from shooting The Soul Man to introduce you to Patience. Hi. Patience is a patient at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital.
1: Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for anything because all a family should worry about is helping their child live.
2: St. Jude won't give up until they end childhood cancer, sickle cell, and other deadly diseases.
5: Because of you, there is St. Jude.
2: Learn more at stjude.org.
4: Dr. Roberts about that sore in your mouth.
2: No, nah, I'm sure it'll go away.
4: But it's been weeks. It could be oral cancer.
2: Mouth
3: cancer?
4: Yeah. I read that it's more common in African-American men than in any other group.
3: All right, all right. I'll make an appointment.
1: Do you have a tough guy in your house? Make sure he sees a doctor or dentist if he has a sore in his mouth that lasts more than two weeks. If it is oral cancer, it can be treated more successfully if it's caught early. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services National Institutes of Health.
3: Hi, I'm Layla Ali. I might be undefeated in professional boxing, but there's one problem even I can't fight alone. Childhood hunger. Over 17 million kids in America may not know where their next meal is coming from. That's one in five children. Yet billions of pounds of surplus food produced right here in America just get thrown out every year. That's more than enough to feed every last hungry child. That's why the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank by going to feedingamerica.org. Together we can knock out hunger. Together we're Feeding America. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to Let's Face It. Uh, tonight we have the pleasure of having Miss Hyang Tara Kim, who's the author of Epiphanies While High Out of One's Mind, which chronicles the journey of a young woman who's uh, to become a stoner, but also promotes responsible marijuana consumption. Uh, so, if you will please join me in welcoming Miss Tara Kim to the show. How are you, Tara? I'm doing really well. How are you, Alicia? Pretty good, pretty good. And, you know, I was just listening to some of the re- – or reading, rather, some of the reviews of your book. And, you know, for some people, this issue, you know, marijuana is not something that you should even consume. It's a taboo subject. And to other people, it's no big deal. It's just a natural herb. Uh, so your platform talks about responsible consumption. Uh, could you tell us what does that mean? Um, especially when there's so many that feel it should not be legalized at all? Well,
6: cannabis is the most widely used illicit substance in the world, actually, and um, about 40% of North Americans have admitted to experimenting with it, but there's still, it doesn't mean that there aren't risks associated with it. So it's, when people experiment with it and try it, I feel like they should be aware of um, some addendums, if you will, associated Uh with the substance. Like, um, for instance, I mean, like, no one's going to, it's virtually impossible to overdose on it. It's much less harmful than the legal substances, the socially acceptable substances like alcohol and tobacco. But, again, it does have its own risks. Like, um, this is actually a very common a uh, side effect, if you use it more very frequently, like say more than five times a week, then it can affect your memory, your working memory, your ability, to, your ability to learn. So I feel like anybody who decides to do anything, try any substance, whether it's alcohol or cannabis, as long as they're aware of the consequences and then they can handle it accordingly. I feel like that would be the best approach.
1: Now, I want to ask you about something you just said. You said you cannot overdose on marijuana?
6: Yes. it's um, A lot of studies have shown that it's virtually impossible, that it takes. So if, for instance, for with alcohol, it's um, the ratio that it takes to overdose on alcohol compared to the Amount it takes to get you intoxicated is forty to one.
7: With, Whoa.
6: yeah, I know it's um with aspirin it's ten to one, but with marijuana with cannabis it's forty thousand to one. So that's a lot of joints you'd have to smoke to be able
1: to, <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. able to overdose on it. <laughs> wow. To the listeners, don't y'all get any idea and have a contest <laughs> to see if this is true. We talk about responsible and, consumption.
2: Yes.
6: <laughs>
1: wow. wow. Well,
2: well, Kim, this is Will. How are you?
6: I'm doing really well. How are you, Will?
2: I'm doing really great. Thanks again for coming on the show. Um, we were looking over your bio, and it describes you as a third-wave third feminist and also <laughs> an advocate for drug policy reform and a member of the Canadian Students for Sensible Drug Policy. Well, can you explain what, what all this is and why it's so important to you?
6: Why feminism and marijuana law reform are important to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've been exposed to cannabis from an early age. And um, again, in North America, with 40% of people having tried it, it's um, like, especially in Canada, there's a very lax attitude towards marijuana.
7: Mm-hmm. So,
6: again, from an early age, a lot of people have been experimenting with the substance. And I knew. I learned early on that the stigma attached to marijuana, that it makes you lazy, that it makes you apathetic, that it's a gateway drug leading to hard drugs like heroin and cocaine, I knew all these all these stereotypes weren't true. But once I fell in love with the substance, which was when I was probably around 20 years old, I started doing some research and learning even more about how about all its medicinal benefits, about its environmental benefits, about its political consequences. This isn't just about the right to get high. This is this has very dire consequences on not just public resources and I suppose in mass incarceration So I felt like this is a bigger issue than I initially thought, which...
0: Right.
6: And feminism, I suppose it was kind of entwined because it's through marijuana that I really learned that I am a feminist. Wow.
0: How is
6: that? (laughs) Basically, I... Okay, so cannabis, one of its effects is that Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because it actually used to be used by the former CIA as mm-hmm. a fruit serum in the early nineteen hundreds. Uh-huh. And yes. And essentially your your true self really comes out when you're high uh-huh. and in a comfortable position. And um every time I'd be at a party or just hanging out with friends and we'd be we'd be high on cannabis mm-hmm. The things that came out of my mouth just predominantly were feminist connotations, which is how I realized one day I I think I might be a feminist.
1: (laughs) Wow. That means I don't need to smoke no marijuana around (laughs) Nate and Will. Okay, thank you. Taking notes. You do. No, I don't. I'm not telling all my story.
3: (laughs) So, Kim, this is Nate. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Nate? Great. So, this I have a I have a great question because, you know, Bennett, you were saying how what happens when you smoke around? Um, how do you think the marijuana law reform has affected the consumption and behaviors of others? And do you think it has changed your consumption in any way? no because again i've been
6: in canada it's still it's still not legal and um, oh okay because in canada we're much more centralized than the states so in the states you have colorado you have districts like washington dc and washington state that are legalizing but in canada it can't we have provinces and we can't just enforce different laws it has to be federally Accepted it.
7: Exactly.
6: So um, despite its criminal status, it's still vastly popular, and it's never affected my consumption behavior. But um, in general, I feel in the states, and if you look at the statistics, it's legalization has had no bearing on consumption behavior. Except, mm-hmm. interestingly, it's actually decreased consumption rates with adolescents. Because I suppose it would remove that whole forbidden fruit factor where exactly. it makes kids want yes. It makes kids want, want it to have more. It
2: and more. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Good observation.
1: Okay. That okay. Do you think there's any other benefits that are offered by legalizing marijuana?
6: Yes, of course. Taxes, taxes. It just makes well, yeah. so many public provisions and programs possible. Like if you look at Colorado and Washington State, they both implemented provisions where, like amendments where marijuana taxes go towards public school construction or towards actually more research regarding cannabis and its effects socially and scientifically. So it's it can only really do well because otherwise you're just kind of, funding indirectly criminalized organizations.
1: Now, what do you say to those who feel like there's negative effects for this reform? Like, for instance, you know, there's a concern about increased um, possible traffic accidents because, just like with alcohol, if, if you know, consumption is legalized, then people will be driving under the influence of marijuana, causing, you know, greater accidents.
6: That's a very valid concern, and it's something that everyone should be aware about because you, under no circumstances in which you're intoxicated on any substance should you be driving because that, that's a huge responsibility and lives are involved. But um, cannabis is has been proven to be less harmful to driving, than alcohol but so basically my argument is that if alcohol is more dangerous to drive while impaired on and it's still legal why shouldn't cannabis as long as we enforce it with ride checks Mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel that there should be and like again we educate users we educate people like you should know you should not be driving while you're high
8: Right. I feel
6: um that shouldn't be a factor in determining legalization.
3: But Kim, don't you feel that when you are high, you're more level-headed and you see the road a little differently? <laughs> oh my
0: gosh.
3: You drive oh, a little slower Lord. and you take in the scenery.
0: Maybe
6: <laughs> that's you why you jail at right the now. <laughs> Nate, I'm not going to lie, I do know some people like you But um, for myself, first of all
0: First of all, this is a
6: confession And please don't make fun of me But yeah, I'm 26 years old And I'm just learning how to drive So this isn't very relevant to me But in terms of, if I mean in general Like how I feel when I'm high No, Nate, for me, again Cannabis is a very subjective experience And for Uh me, I can't I can't do anything when I'm on except think about abstract things and um notice like artistic details and come yeah. up with creative ideas and have like debates and discussions with my close friends about again like abstract philosophical ideas. But if you yeah. ask me to do anything like i oh, I'm very help I'm very helpless. Like I can't if you ask me to try my shoelaces, I'd be like, What?
0: So wow. meet me. <laughs>
6: that is my personal high. <laughs> oh, Whoa! <wow. laughs> yeah, yeah. But kind of <laughs> some people, for some people, my including some of my closest friends, being high for them means just enhancing slightly, almost like a little tingling sensation. But otherwise, they're c- perfectly competent, which I can't say the same for myself.
2: Okay, I have a question there. I have a question about that because I've never done it. I've never done it. I want to know are there like different, how do I put it?
0: Strains?
2: <laughs> Not necessarily. Strains. Like if I just want to feel this way, do I just take this amount? And if I really want to feel like this way, do I take like that amount?
6: Um, again, like Alicia just mentioned too, there are different strains and they have different effects. So exactly. for
0: instance. But when you say strains, you mean like
2: different. Like what, like Canadian
0: species weed species, or yeah. African so weed? I don't understand.
6: Sorry, here, I'll break it down for you. So okay. cat- the cannabis plant has two dominant, like predominant major strains. So it, imagine the species of a plant, and they have two okay. major groups, right? One mm-hmm. is called sativa, which, and it elicits more cerebral effects. So it makes you think more, and it's, like, you see something a different way. Like, even if you've seen it a thousand times before, if you're high on sativa, you very well, very well may see it as if you're seeing it for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. With
6: indica, the other strain, it's a more more physical high. So uh, eating that huh. cookie is, like, way more intense and delicious than it would be without. Uh, and what, what
0: were those
3: like, names again? Indica? You don't
1: need them. You don't need them. Well, Will, em. you don't ask for that. You
3: don't ask for that specifically. You just but find the right, right name. You find the right weed man. And then once you find the right weed man, then you just purchase one? Well, what was, was the
2: name Please again, again. Hold
3: Tara?
1: Down. Okay. Lord help Tara, what was the
2: two names? What were the two parts again?
6: <laughs> Indica and Sativa.
2: Sativa. and Those are African. That's from Africa, well,
6: Takiva and Takiva.
1: Oh, so a hammer. Takiva.
2: Oh, <laughs> I know people named that, So that's and that's very African. <laughs> I
1: can't with but these two. I, I, just I want to
2: ask you, know, hand, you, you know, you said hand-in-hand hand with the legal, legalization of marijuana that you feel that practical and scientific education need to also go. Um, why do you feel that's important?
6: Oh my God, from personal experience, because I have personally suffered. So essentially, again, it's it's virtually impossible to overdose on cannabis, but there are certain effects. For instance, from over-consuming, like if you exceed your tolerance, and again, that's very subjective. For me, it was a single toke, as in an like I'll inhale once, and I would have been utterly just destroyed and um it's the term for that the scientific term is called dysphoria, where there's nothing really wrong with you, but you feel this intense paranoia and unhappiness, and a yeah. lot of people have actually bought from consuming too much marijuana called the ambulance, and all they can do there's there's nothing the doctor can do for you because you're not going to die yeah. it's It's just essentially just a psychoactive um effect from having too much wheat. So you just need to wait it off. You just need to sit there and wait until it's over. And that's a horrible feeling. When you feel like everything in the world is wrong and you feel like you're dying and the doctor tells you there's nothing you can do but just wait it out. So it would have been nice if I had known about dysphoria as a possible side effect of overconsumption, um, the effects of mixing cannabis with alcohol. Which is which can be very unpredictable for new users, and um, of its, I suppose, effects on REM sleep, it I, it reduces the quality of your sleep. I wish I had known all this before I found it out personally. <laughs>
1: it would have it would have
6: saved me some suffering.
1: I would think mm-hmm. it would make you sleep better.
6: It helps That's you fall asleep,
1: like with alcohol.
6: It's the same as alcohol in terms of sleep. Both alcohol and cannabis help you fall asleep, but it reduces the quality of your sleep by reducing your REM oh, stages.
1: I know, right? Well, I guess that I have to go back to Ambien. I can't try that as a... <laughs>
3: <laughs> <medicine. For> Kim. <laughs> Kim, what are some positive effects cannabis have, has had on your life?
6: On my life, to be honest, it's had a very profound effect, again, um, letting me get to know myself more. I'm actually an introvert, which, again, means that I, I'm i most comfortable um, being by myself. That's how I gain energy, as much as I love people. And uh, one trait, characteristic that I have is that it can take me a while to understand even what I'm feeling. To understand my own feelings on a certain topic, like it sometimes it takes time to process, which can be very annoying and frustrating mm. and what cannabis does for me is it helps me be more in touch with my thoughts and feelings. it makes me realize faster it's more accessible, so that's that's a very that's a very big pro for my knee personally
3: mm. any negative effects have happened?
6: course. It's it is habitually <laughs> addictive and again it does have if you'd use it frequently, um I've been trying to cut down personally but um before when I before I knew about um the effects that frequent use has on short term memory and learning mm-hmm. and working memory and attention skills. Um I was I was using it quite frequently and the effects I've always prided myself on having a fantastic, just immaculate memory, and the seeing the effects afterwards was quite shocking and, to be honest, frightening. Like I couldn't remember entire conversations and incidents. And again, usually my memory would be perfect, so that was quite that was
1: quite um, stirring. Wow. Oh. So it doesn't help your memory And it doesn't help your sleep oh, right.
3: okay. But it doesn't mean it's not good for you <laughs>
1: <That's> good. <Nate.
3: laughs>
1: But you know, Tara, I'm curious I, I know that um, We're judging by your name, of course That you're of Asian descent Um, And I'm pretty sure Maybe marijuana is viewed differently In that culture than in the U.S. Um, <laughs> what What do your parents feel about your views and your in your family.
6: That's actually very funny. My mother found my my cannabis supply <laughs> and the
0: <laughs> Oh was my sad,
6: And um she confronted me and she was so upset. I I do feel bad oh. that she felt that way, but um in I'm South Korean and in South Korea it's extremely illegal. I believe it's so illegal to the point that the severity of the laws, it doesn't, it's its its completely not worth it to even try to get Whoa. away with it. So, no one really uses it in South Korea, as far as I'm aware. Um, but, so her whole, she accepts the whole stigmatization of cannabis. So, she was clearly okay. upset. And I just said to her, mother, listen, it's much safer, much less harmful than alcohol. And much, like, anything is safer than the death sticks that we, you and I call cigarettes. So please Mm -hmm. just essentially relax. And she has, because I could provide with her, like, I could provide her so much scientific information. And she is, um, thank God, scientifically minded. So she's kind of accepted it.
1: I just don't do it in front of her. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. But (laughs) I do want to ask you one more question. Um, Because, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about, you know, marijuana and the legalization, you know, a lot of times when people were buying marijuana from, um, you know, the dealer or whatever, there's not a guarantee that they haven't laced it with something else. So in your responsible consumption uh, platform, how do you address issues like that? Maybe, you know, for the consumer with the selection of marijuana. Well, first, I think it would be quite rare that somebody would
6: lace cannabis with something else on the streets because, again, the other substances would be more expensive. Like, I don't feel like a street dealer would go out of his way to add some more of his, I suppose, product or catalog into into the um, cannabis. But that's also what's so important about legalization the regulation that comes with it, so there are lots of quality testing laboratories in in Colorado, and mm-hmm. I think that's the point to make sure that the potency is consistent, that it's the chemicals added, there aren't added chemicals into it, that there's no other drugs laced inside it. Okay.
0: Uh-
2: well mm-hmm. do you have any other information that you would like to share perhaps that we failed to ask that you wanna to, to, to share on the topic? You seem to have a lot of knowledge about it. Anything else you <laughs> I, want to it say? It is
6: something <laughs> that I'm very passionate about. I uh,
0: see. But um <laughs> I suppose
6: not really um like a scientific addition to it, but just kind of an anecdote. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, when Colorado first legalized cannabis, this New York Times columnist, I don't know if you're familiar with her name, Maureen Dowd, she flew flew to Denver to cover the story and to try for the first time. Cannabis, a very dedicated journalist she was, and um, so in the safety and comfort of her hotel room, she gets a chocolate bar and she eats it. Eats more than she should have because there were no labels and she had no idea. She she's inexperienced. How was she supposed to know? Huh? And she tripped out for the next like eight <laughs> hours. And okay, so I mentioned wow. earlier that how some mean. people who overconsumed cannabis would think that they're dying, right? The dysphoria. Oh no. Miss Maureen Dow thought that she already died.
0: She she already
6: died, and no one had bothered to tell her. That's how that's how terrible her whole experience was. <laughs> and wow. I read it. I know it was so sad, but funny. And when I read the article, I was laughing, but at the same time, I felt that I had a kindred spirit because that's exactly how I felt. And I feel that her story and mine, again, out, like it highlights the importance that we need to, new users need to know the practical stuff as well as the scientific so that you can make an informed choice. And if you right. do make that choice, you do it properly. Right,
0: right. Mm. Wow. Awesome.
2: Well, Tara, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You have really given us a yeah. lot of information. Um, feel free to come back anytime we have some more information on this topic. Um, we would we greatly appreciate it.
6: Thank you so much and, for having me. And how can yes. a listener stay in contact with you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So you can – I do have two sites. One is dedicated purely to cannabis and drug policy reform. It's called com. It shares several of my, I suppose, cannabis-induced epiphanies. You can download my book for free, which is an intensely personal memoir of these experiences with marijuana. And the other one is h t y m y i m as in marijuana dot com, and that one shares my feminist and my fiction works as well,
1: mm. Mm. and that was pot and prose p r o s e dot com, p r o s e dot com yes, awesome. We will post that um, yes. for our listeners.
2: Exactly. Thank you so exactly. much. You Thank have you. a good evening.
1: And
3: good
1: holiday
3: Have a good
4: night Thanks Kim Bye bye Wow That was good That was stuff I
3: didn't know That was a good
1: conversation
3: You will only know it If you get high Alicia You have to get high To know what she's Talking about (laughs) You know Well I (laughs) guess We better go to A commercial break now Um, Yeah We ask our listeners To please call in Exactly Write in Text in Um, Facebook (laughs) meetings Just give us some contact We want to hear from you So we're going to go to commercial, And we'll be right back Thank you for listening to Let's Face It Radio
4: This is Betty White I know you don't need one more thing to worry about But listen High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it. But it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out.
2: For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at WRInstitute.org. And find us on Facebook and Twitter.
8: Hey, America. We need to have a little talk. We've got more food in our country than we know what to do with. Food at the grocery store and food in the vending machines, fast food, health food, and seafood. We've got so much food that anything people don't buy, we just throw out. Yet 17 million kids in America struggle with hunger. That ain't right. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of food banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Yeah, I made that up. It's kind of catchy. Hello, people. This isn't rocket science. We could solve hunger today. To start, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. That's a website. Duh. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council
1: Welcome back to Let's Face It. This is Alicia Brown. In the past week, the press has been focusing on the Ashley Madison hacking scandal. You have an entire platform that's built around having affairs on your spouse. Um, Now I am so excited to introduce Lori Ann Davis, who is a certified relationship expert, who is going to tell us how we can have the secrets to unstoppable relationships. Please help me welcome Lori Davis to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Um, You know, as I was saying, you know, this Ashley Madison scandal has just went crazy. Um, And and once again, it's just another media thing that makes people question the security of their relationships. Um, But like I was saying, you wrote a book, Amassing Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships, how to Find, Keep, and Renew Love and Passion in Your Life. Um, can you tell us what made you decide to write that book and who that book is written for? Yes, I would love to. I decided to write the book. I
6: have been a counselor for 28 years now, and so I have worked with people, so I have my educational background. But, you know, I really wrote the book because it's based on my own personal journey through a long-term relationship, and how did I keep love and passion alive all those years? And then, of course, I run into, through my work, single people who are so frustrated and they can't find the right person or they can't keep that relationship. You know, they'll think they have somebody and it falls apart. Or I run right. into couples and they're just they're unhappy with each other. And I know that, It doesn't have to be that way. But what's happened, I believe, is that nobody teaches us. You know, we don't go to school. We don't learn it in school. Nobody sits down and says, here's the secret. Here's what you need to do in -hmm. order to have healthy, great relationships. We have to sort of pick it up. If we're lucky, we have maybe a good role model. But I think far too often that's not the case.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The other
6: thing I think happens is that we have really, times have changed. You know, in the 60s, the 70s, women's roles changed. Relationships changed. So we have this whole generation of people who didn't grow up with a new template for how to have great relationships. And I started looking at all of that. And I was writing blogs. And I just decided one day that I had all this great information. And I'm passionate about what I do. I want everybody to be happy in their relationships. So I decided to start writing a book, and at first I thought, you yeah, know, I can't do this, right? I'm going to write a book. <laughs> but I sat down with a girlfriend of mine who does some copy editing, and I started sending her information. And before long, we had a book that went to a publisher.
0: So Yes. Well, so, Love it. Hi, th-
6: this
2: is Will. How are you?
6: Great. How are you?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, this Your whole platform is a really – me. I want to know, so what is an unstoppable relationship and, and how do you achieve that?
6: An unstoppable relationship is my term that I came up with. It is, mm. you know, in the beginnings of relationships, we have all this chemistry
0: and oh, yeah.
6: we have all this passion going and it feels so great. You know, if we could bottle and market that and sell it legally, yes. that would be, you know, yeah. that would be wonderful. But, and then what happens is after time goes on, Relationships kind of, they come down a little bit in that intensity, and we start to develop a stronger foundation. We develop a friendship with each other. And, and that's great. We're supposed to do that. Unfortunately, what happens is, though, a lot of times either conflict arises and we kind of get stuck in a conflict stage, or relationships can get stale. And I believe that a lot of people out there think that's the norm, that that's just what happens in relationships. So an unstoppable relationship is something we can all have and we all deserve. And it means that we've got that base, we've got that friendship, that one person that we can count on that's always there, that knows us better than anybody else, but we add back that love and passion that we had in the beginning. That's the kind of relationship we should all be striving for and working towards and we can have. But I just don't think that most people even understand that that's a possibility.
2: Oh. So, so in seeing all of this, so what are some of the common things that you've seen that many people are doing wrong, you know, for the health of their relationships that make it pretty much a stoppable relationship?
6: Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the first things that I think is we do not understand each other. Men and yeah. women, I am sure you have noticed, act different. They oh, think yeah. different. Oh, yes, really. (laughs) (laughs) They really want and need different things in relationships. And, again, this is something else no one teaches us. No one sits down and says, you know, men and women are different. Let me explain to you how they're different. What do they want? What do they need? And on top of that, why is that difference a good thing? Too often I hear people Mm. complaining that their partner is so different, and if they would just be more like me, we'd have a better relationship. It doesn't matter if it's men (laughs) complaining that women are crazy, or women saying, you know, men just don't get it. They're clueless, right? Mm -hmm. But what they don't understand is that it's that difference between men and women that causes that attraction, that causes that spark. You know, if I'm in a group of people, I say to guys, guys, you don't want to date another guy in a dress, do you? You know, you want somebody who's different. You want that, that feminine energy and ladies want that masculine energy
0: but uh-huh. we
6: don't understand each other enough to make that work. So I think that really is one of the things that causes so much frustration in relationships is that we don't get our partner at all and we don't even know what to do right even if we want to please them and we want uh-huh. to do right. So often what we are trying to do is the wrong thing to do because we're doing what we want not what they want and need. So then we're actually doing it wrong, and we're frustrated, and we can't figure out why things aren't better.
3: Lori, this is me. How are you Mm -hmm. doing tonight?
6: Hi, I'm great.
3: Good. I'm so glad that you're here because I'm not sure if you listened to the top of the show, but our our host, Alicia, she's screwed (laughs) up this month. And... So I just want to make sure we get all of the right questions out and the right yes. answers answered yes. for her because we want her to have an unstoppable relationship. Go and ahead, so man. my question that I want to ask is why are relationships, r- romantic relationships, so frus- frustrating and mm. so easy to start but hard to keep? Yes, God. Yes.
6: You know, in the beginning of that relationship, we do. We have help from all that chemistry and all those hormones that are going on. And it's, it's a natural reaction. And we also, they cause us to see the good in the other person. They cause us to be happier, to be more accommodating with each other. And so in the beginning it is. It's easier. you know. And then, of course, we're dating. Or, you know, maybe life hasn't thrown in the little curveballs that happen in life. So things might be going along pretty well for us. And it's easy. But eventually a couple of things happen. Eventually something happens in our lives, right? We go through some stressors. So we're not on our best game anymore. And so we're Mm -hmm. not acting on that. And that can throw a wrench in things. But the other thing that happens is those kind of, I call them rose-colored glasses, come off. You well know, oh. those hormones naturally start to wear off anywhere between six months to two years for people. And all of a sudden, we kind of wake up one day and go, who is this person? You know, I don't like this about them. I don't like that about them. We start to see things different. And it is a normal phase in relationships. And if we know what to do to get past that, again, that's when we can get to that stage where we can get that back. But it does Mm -hmm. take understanding. We have to learn how men and women communicate different. We have to learn what they want. Women want love and attention. We want to know that you think we are wonderful and that you want us. So we want those small things and we want that attention often. We want to know that we're important to you. Men, on the other hand, what do men want, guys?
0: Mom.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. What wow. is I well,
0: <laughs> I always <laughs> have to
6: get the men to say it because, but <laughs> it's true though. It's uh, true <laughs> in relationships. Sex is very important to men, really? and oh so really? that yeah. needs to be something that we keep. We need to keep that passion alive.
0: Yeah. But men
6: also, they also want respect. They also want to be appreciated for who they are. How many times do women say, you know, he's really great and he's got great potential and as soon as I, you know, get him to change a few things, everything's going to be great. No. (laughs) Men have to be loved and accepted for who they are. And we have to kind of learn to have that right mindset to do that. Because when we do that as women, when we can accept them and love them, and cherish them and, and yes, be passionate with them, they're going to give us that attention that we need. And so we get what we need from them when we learn how to give them what they need. And, of course, it goes both ways.
3: I tell you, Lori, I hope hope the women are listening. And if I have to, I will replay what she just
1: said (laughs) just so that
3: they get it.
1: Look, I think everybody's going to be replaying. This it's called a cause call and I, the
3: effect. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Okay, well while we talk about cause and effect, I have to ask this question. Please do. Ah. Uh, what are the critical things? We we know that men and women are not the same, they they want different things, but what are the critical things that each gender needs to do in order to clearly communicate his or her needs? You know,
6: we communicate very different as men and women. Women actually solve problems through communication. So we talk a lot more, and we feel connected with each other or our guy when we're talking. So yeah. men, you need to you need to give her some of your undivided attention, which means turning off the TV, putting down the cell phone,
4: staring
6: yes. the eye and actually giving her some attention. And, you know, I tell people this. I said, men, on the other hand, are much, their communication frequently, and, again, this is generalities. There's always going to be somebody who's different. But men, kind of like the Reader's Digest version of things, they prefer more problem-solving communication. They prefer for it to be shorter. So, you know, how we can work with that is that <laughs> women can understand that. If they need to tell their guys something, Give him the Reader's Digest version, and guys, oh, give Lord. her your attention. Because when you ha- give her your attention, really, she's going to feel heard, and then she really will talk less. You know? Yes. Really. Frequently I, I only feel will. heard. They
1: go. <laughs> yes, they go on and on and on. Right? Listen, Will. Listen. It works listen in other back. relationships too. Yes, it doesn't have to be just romance. Listen, It I uh, would talk does. less. See? Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I, I have a question. So no, the and, and I'm yes. going to relate Before it to that. Ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
3: My question to, I'm gonna call it Doctor Lori. Now, I'm, I'm, we, we're going a little <laughs> step further.
1: Yeah, I'm that. My question,
3: Doctor Lori. Now, you say listening. Now, I'm just Hello. trying to figure out what, what does that look like?
6: <laughs> to listen to her. Yes. It means that you that really you stop what you're doing, and you. women really like if you're if you've been apart all day and you've come back home, you know how long does it take to, you know come up behind her, give her a hug, give her a kiss if she's at the kitchen cooking and maybe you cook but you know assuming she is, and just ask her how her day was and then stand there for five or ten minutes and allow yeah. her to tell you, and then say if she had a bad day. Say, you know, wow, sounds like that was a lot of stress for you today. I'm sorry. You can give her a hug and a kiss.
0: That, that would
6: go a long way, guys, to helping her feel more in the mood later because then she's feeling close to you. So mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i have like to ideas this about how to get more in the mood later. But, but you know, that's a good start. Yes. So just asking her, oh, you knows she's going through a tough time, just simply saying to her, you know that situation at work that you've been talking about that's really bothering you? Just check me in. How's that going?
0: Mm. Uh, simple
6: asking. It, it doesn't yes have to be complicated.
2: And <laughs> it that shows me. that you, you you listen and you, and you remember. Yes,
1: your time dots together. Yes,
2: Ding yes. ding ding. And ding. believe it or it not, pro-
6: believe it or not, guys, that's an aphrodisiac to her.
3: See? Really? Yes, feed yeah, up the process. Mm-hmm. Let me write yes. this down.
1: You can just replay it. You can replay it, Nate. You can replay it. What?
6: You know, I have another secret about that, too, that you're going to like this one, too, because the guys are going to want to tell the ladies this one, is that Uh sometimes people feel like their relationship needs to be great in order for them to have enough passion in their relationship. So in my book, I talk about actually sometimes flipping that, and that is that the more passion and intimacy you have in your relationship, the better your communication is, the closer you feel. Because those, what happens when you're intimate is you have bonding hormones. Oxytocin is released. That is a bonding hormone. And so that hormone is not just going to be there right after sex. That hormone is still going to be around next day. So when, you know, your, your partner does something that you're not as crazy about, you're still looking at them with, you know, love in your eyes. So you're going to communicate better. You're going to be closer. Everything in your relationship is going to work better. So really, it's kind of like a circle. They all feed each other. And in the book, I give lots of ideas about how to address all of these topics in really simple ways, small little simple things that you can do. Because I don't think it has to be complicated. I just think we don't know the secret. We don't know the small things to do.
0: Okay, well,
2: that's a good segue into my question, then, because just <clears throat> from a personal aspect, um, and it's funny coming from a guy, but I've been in relationships where I've said that, you know, the relationship was growing still, or like you said, most couples think that it's normal, that long-term, you know, relationships, okay. they fizzle out pretty much. Um, so you said in your book that, um, you know, to discuss renewing love and passion in your life. So what are some of those mm-hmm. things that you can do to add that spark back into the relationship?
6: You know, one of the things that I like to tell people to do is actually to utilize modern technology. We have these yes. phones that are connected to us 24-7. Yes. So let's utilize those. How much time does uh-huh. it take? And either person can do this. In the middle of the day, maybe, to at your lunch break or when you have a moment, to send your partner a text that says, I love you. Can't stop thinking about you. Um, I love you know, that. it can be that it can be that simple or it can be flirty. I also encourage people to send flirty texts. You know, and, and that can be whatever you and your partner are comfortable with. It can be something right. as simple as can't wait to get you into my arms tonight. Or yeah. it could be explicit. You know? Yeah. What whatever is okay for you and your partner. But send those. You do that when you're dating. But then we we stop dating and we quit doing the things that really drew your partner to you in the beginning. So don't ever quit dating. It's actually more important as the relationship okay. goes on than it is even in the beginning. Yeah. So simple things like texting things. Uh, or sending an email or this is another one that I like. We, what do we do in the beginning of our relationships? We hold hands, we kiss, we do yeah. a lot of physical contact when we are not in the bedroom.
0: Yeah. That tends
6: to go by the wayside in relationships. So if it. you would, in the morning, before you part and go your separate ways, instead mm-hmm. of giving each other a quick peck on the cheek,
0: yeah. take,
6: take 10 seconds and give each other a 10-second kiss. What will happen not. is that actually starts the hormones flowing. So yes, then so. you're leaving each other going, ooh, hmm, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So we, the no, little that,
0: things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That,
2: I'm glad yeah. you have confirmed, so I'm doing everything right. That's good. Thank you.
1: You know Thank what?
2: Because <laughs> I do, no, all, of I do all of that. I do all of
1: that. No, okay. I do all
2: of that.
0: Good. Okay. Good hmm. for you. And snuggling. I'm smiling. You know, it's. Sometimes Uh,
6: sometimes we don't have energy for, you know, a lot of passion in the evening. But I really would like people to, every day, every day, spend some time being intimate. And that could simply be that maybe you watch your favorite TV show together, but you do it all snuggled up together, you know.
0: That that. would
6: be intimate time. That's going to make you enjoy your partner better. And, you know, if you do that enough, eventually that leads to things moving beyond just snuggling. Yeah, you know, kind of, but sometimes people will say, well, I'm too tired. And I'm like, so just hold hands. just, Or maybe say to each other, how about tonight we just kiss for a little while? But that's yeah. it. No other expectations. Well, right. You know, a lot of times before long you're going to go, well, maybe I do have energy. You know, that
0: kissing's really mm-hmm. nice and
6: now I'm in the mood.
0: But if you asked
6: me, was I in the mood to start, I would say no. Right. So there's all sorts of things people can do that don't take a lot that can really make better relationships. Uh, but we don't think about it, we don't do it.
2: Right.
6: That's great. Any other questions?
2: Oh. Do you have any questions? I do. Um,
0: oh, what can
2: men or women do to be successful with their partner? Oh, I ask that.
6: Men? What can men do? Mm hmm We've talked about some of them. We've talked about that, you know, listening to her. We've talked about how about, you know, sometimes men will say, my wife is too tired at the end of the day, so she doesn't have time for me. How about maybe either helping her a little bit around the house at the end of the day? So you could say to her, I tell you what, I'll do the dishes tonight. You go sit and relax for a few minutes. Or... How about if I put the kids to bed tonight and why don't you go take a hot shower and relax and mm. meet me in the bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. so that we could watch our watch a TV show together or, you know, some of that just allowing her to sort of have permission to unwind. You know, a secret I'm going to tell you is that men, men know this. Men, you can mention sex, you can mention intimacy, and they go, yep. I'm ready. I'm there. I'm Mm -hmm. ready. Right. Women women aren't like that. For women, it does take more time for them sometimes to build up for that. So helping her to sort of have a routine in the evening where she has some time to relax. You know, women get out of touch sometimes with that being feminine, that softer side of themselves. They're Mm -hmm. wrangling children all day or maybe they're at a job where, you know, they're they're doing, that's very masculine things. So then they come home, they kind of forget how to be soft, how to be feminine, how to be in that role with their guy that is going to be that masculine and feminine energy. And so guys sometimes can help her to do some things or suggest some things that will help her get more in that mood because then she's going to be more relaxed. She's going to feel good. Um, you know, even I was doing a um, a talk one day and we were asking people's advice about what you could do. And some guy said, you know, sometimes I run my wife a bath and I light some candles. Yes. And I say to her, hey, yes. why don't you go take a hot bath? And, he, you know, so some of those kinds of things would really help. Men don't mm, think mm. of that along the lines of sex. But women see that as sexy.
1: You're caring yes. for her.
6: You're taking care of her. You're doing something to show her that that you understand that she mm. might need some
1: extra help or yes. that she
6: could use some relaxation. Mm. That means a foot that massage. I oh. care. Yes, a foot massage, a back massage, yes. you know, telling her telling her how beautiful she looks. Again, those mm. are things mm. we always did when we were dating. But you still tell her that now. Do you still mm. remind her? Do you, could you send her a text that said, just can't stop thinking about how beautiful you look this morning.
0: Yes. I can't <laughs> it now.
1: I'm wow. Oh, <laughs> it
2: Lisa, really you make me nauseous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's new love, people.
0: I According see, to the expert, I I we see. have
1: about six months before everything goes to, you know.
0: Go south.
1: No. You're right. it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. No,
6: good. it can go thirty, forty years and still be that way.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, but, yeah. but
2: let's say, let, let's let's say, Lori. Let's say you've done everything that you've suggested, um, and you, you've pretty much done everything that you know how to do. When do you know that it's finally time to end the relationship?
6: Mm. Hmm. That's a good one. When. I would always suggest that before anybody ends a relationship, because ending a relationship is never easy. It's painful. It's you know, if, if there's children involved, if there's fi- you know finances, so there's a lot to it. I would always suggest that you go sit down with a professional first,
0: because okay. there is
6: a chance that you've done everything from the way you could look at it, but a professional might be able to help you look at it in a different way. And you know, I've designed my practice that I will work with even if both people won't come in. That just working with one person. I actually wrote the book for the same same reason. That sometimes learning how to be the best partner you can be can really change a relationship. So first of all, I would encourage people to get some help before they made that decision. But sometimes, really, people are either they've they've just grown in different directions, and the relationship needs to end. Or they really didn't have the same values, the same idea of what a relationship should look like in the beginning. They had chemistry maybe, but they never talked about. What are our goals? What did we want in a relationship? So their ideas are too different. You know, their ideal relationship doesn't look the same. And when Mm -hmm. that happens, there's going to be continued frustration. And a lot of times that's when people will make a decision that it's time to move on. Because when they talk about what they need, what they want in a relationship, it's very, very different. And so I get clients like that sometimes, and I have to say to them, you're never going to have what you're looking for. So you have two choices. You can end the relationship, or if, you know, maybe you're raising young children and you decide you want to stay together, then we have to talk about what are realistic expectations and quit demanding that the other person change when they're not going to.
0: So... And
6: then you can make that choice to stay together, but you're not going to be as frustrated. So I would say when you've done everything you can and maybe you've worked with a professional and your idea of what a relationship looks like is different, or sometimes one person out of the partnership is just done. You know, they have just washed their hands of it and they don't want the relationship anymore. You can't make somebody want to be in a relationship. So if one of the people in that... Is saying I'm just done, and you know. And sometimes they say it by actions, not by words. Then it's probably time to end it. And of right. course, we have to talk about if there is any abuse going on at all. If there is, you know, emotional, physical, mental abuse, then we don't want to stay in those kind of relationships either. Wow.
0: And great information. Then
6: we need to help pe- Then we need to help people heal from that, and we need to help them understand what they really need and want so that they can pick the next partner that is the right partner. Otherwise, you know, sometimes people keep picking the same kind of partners over and over. So right. you know, we we want to help people not to do that as
1: well. Right. I have a question. Yes. Now we talked about relationships suffering from breakdown and communication. And we talked uh-huh. about the difference between men and women. How can women and and you addressed it a little bit, but how can women get their partner to pay more attention to them without being nagging without appearing to beg and without being too clingy? yeah, don't
6: <laughs> do any of those things you just yes. mentioned you know <laughs> yes. that is what that is what happens though as women we you know when we want attention from somebody, we have this tendency to. Go after it. And some of that I think comes from you know I do a little bit I talk a little bit in the book about you know the history of men and women being different and some of the scientific evidence behind it. and I try to make it real simple. But women have always throughout history bonded together because that's how we felt safe. We raised children together. The men were out hunting and gathering right. The women were together bonding, they felt safe, they felt secure. So as women, we we talk to each other, we spend time together, and, and that's how we bond, and that's how we feel loved in our friendships with other women.
0: Mm-hmm. But
6: what we don't understand is that when we are trying to get our guy to spend more time with us or to give us more attention, when we go after him, demanding it, telling him everything he's doing wrong, um, mm-hmm. yelling at him, you know, what happens is, that is the exact opposite. That is going to cause him to pull into his shell and to pull away from us. And then we get more angry, right, and we go after him even more. And he says, men hate drama, ladies. They absolutely hate drama. Yes. And so the more dramatic we get, the more they pull away and they less they give us what we want. If we would tell them, I mean, it's okay to share what you want, but instead of telling them what they've done wrong, Let them know what you would like from them and do it in a nice way. And if they've done something right, you know, this is something else I talk about. How many times do we tell our partner everything they've done wrong compared to how many times do we tell them everything that we love and appreciate about them and everything that they've done right? So if we would spend more time telling them when they do something right, they would do more of that because men men want to please us. They just a lot of times haven't the faintest idea how. And all they know is what they're doing wrong. So Mm -hmm. appreciating them, telling them what they're doing right, but then when they are pulling away, is really sort of giving them permission to do that for a while. If you would go about your life and get happy with your life, um, passion with anything, so being passionate about your life, being passionate about your career, your children, your hobbies, and happy is very is very seductive. It's very enticing. So women almost do the opposite. They try to tell the guy how miserable they are and all the things he needs to do to fix that, as opposed to going out and sort of being happy with your life in general. And then that happiness, along with telling them what they're doing right and giving them some ideas about what to do nicely, will allow them to feel safe to come to you more. Does that
1: make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you. Makes
3: great sense. Dr. Lori, I tell you, thank you so much for coming on today. You've given us so much information. How can our listeners get in contact with you or keep in contact with you?
6: I have a website, and it's very simple. It's my name. It's com, and that's L-O-R-I-A-N-N-Davis.com. And on there you can find my book, you can find I have a radio show it's on every monday night um for an awesome. hour and there's a there's a link to my radio show it's called real talk with lori davis so we yeah. have a different topic about relationships every week and you can get past you know listen to past shows um on the on the radio station as well i write blogs every week so there's all kinds of information on my website that people can Get the information there, and if they have questions, they'd like to contact me, they can do that through my website. They can follow me on social media um, where they can find out information daily that I post, and all of that's on my
3: website. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show tonight and giving us such great information. Yes.
6: Um, oh, thank you so much. I am I am passionate about love and passion, so I love to talk about yes. it. So thank you very much. <laughs>
3: Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. All was right, really then. great information. Yeah. yeah
2: good information. So we have a debut coming up, Nate. Tell us what's going to come up.
3: Well, coming up next is my new segment called the Music Box,
8: where I yeah. highlight
3: different artists in our area, in the local area of Virginia. Um, so after this commercial. We'll be back with my first guest. You're Uh listening to LFI Radio.
4: This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen... High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out.
2: For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter.
0: My name is Tyler. I'm 15 years old. I was 11 years old when I found out that I had cancer. I was afraid that I was going to lose my life.
3: For Tyler, a bone transplant meant the chance to live a normal life.
0: Um, If I hadn't had the transplant, I would probably have a prosthesis. (laughs) But the transplant let me be a normal kid again.
3: You have the power to donate life. Be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. To find out how, go today to DonateLife.net.
2: Hey, y'all. Cedric the Entertainer here with Nisi Nash, taking a break from shooting The Soul Man to introduce you to Patience. Hi. Patience is a patient at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital.
1: Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for anything because all a family should worry about is helping their
5: child live.
2: St. Jude won't give up until they end childhood cancer, sickle cell, and other deadly diseases.
5: Because of you, there is St. Jude.
2: Learn more at stjude.org.
3: Welcome back to Let's Face It Radio. I am Nate Whitfield. And today I start my new segment, The Music Box, highlighting artists here in the 757. Um, And today I have my first guest. She's an awesome young lady with an awesome talent, and her name is Green Diamond. Please welcome Green Diamond to the show. Hello. Thank Hello, you for
5: Jeff having Green me. Diamond. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you guys?
3: Great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. My first guest, my thank you guest, so much. You welcome. So, let let the audience know who Green Diamond is.
6: Green Diamond is a young independent
5: artist um based out of the Richmond area. And
6: basically, she just loves to appeal to her, friend, to her fans, um, the young teen fans that really give them a voice.
3: Wow. And it's so often when you come from, uh, when you sing, everyone wants to know, do you come from a musical family? Are you the only one in your family that sings, <laughs> or are there other members that sing?
6: No, no, no. I am not the only one that sings. Um Unfortunately, my mom and my dad, they don't have any musical background. They can't really carry a tune in their pocket. But um,
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I do have uh, family members that do sing, and they, they do musical things as well.
3: Okay. So what type of music genre influenced your sound?
6: Really, the um, the genre that really influenced me would probably be like, a Beyonce, she's very versatile. Um, and okay. Alicia Keys, she's very positive. Um, she's a person that women can really look up to, and that's what I like to be. I like to be someone that someone can eventually, like, eventually look up to and be a voice.
3: Exactly. Cool. So, what is your future? What, what, what are your future aspirations as an artist?
6: My future aspirations is to be. The biggest star I possibly can be.
3: And how are oh. you able to balance your music career as well as? Because I know you're in school. Um, how are you able to balance both of those?
6: Oh man, it's it's a challenge. It is. It really is a challenge. Um, really, school comes first before any anything. Honestly, and if my school's not done, then I, I can't really go on with anything else. So um, mm-hmm. I try to balance the two. So when I'm not doing school, I'll, I'll do music. And when I'm not doing music, I'll go ahead and just study, do some school and homework, and get it knocked out.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you majoring in music?
6: <laughs> no, I'm actually majoring in biology.
3: Oh, okay, cool.
6: Yes, yes. I plan to uh be a pharmacist one day.
3: Oh, a okay. singing pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sing to my patients, right? Yes. So if you had an opportunity to do a collaboration with anyone, who would that be? Mm-hmm.
6: Um, I would say male, I would say R. Kelly. He's a wonderful, like, songwriter, and I would yeah. be honored to have him um, collaborate with me on a song and Female-wise, I would love to collaborate with Beyonce because she's a very smart woman when it comes to her music. Um, she's a very talented woman, and I, that would be awesome.
3: So I I believe I read something that you recently recorded a song in Manhattan. What was that experience yes. like?
6: Awesome. Um, the video that I recorded, uh, Biggie, SWV, um, you name it, they were there. And it was so great to be there and, and get the experience that they had to be there. And it's kind of like, oh, wow, well, I'm here. This is me now. So um, I actually did a song, um, Spartan through the World, with um, Jim Spartan. He's a, um, a rapper based out of New York, any other group out of New York that he does music with. And I was blessed to um, collaborate on that song with him.
3: Awesome, awesome. So we have one of your songs that we're gonna play for our listeners entitled You. Tell mm-hmm. our listeners something about this song. How did this you derive it, this song? Did you write the song? You know, what's the inspiration actually, behind you?
6: I actually co wrote the song, so um it is me. Um basically one day I was banging on the table and I was like, huh? Hmm. I think I like this. And so I just started I coming up with some words. And, you know, when you get thinking, when you get to thinking about things, how your life is going, that's basically how you write your music. It's basically life situation. So um, basically the song is about um, a, a young girl, like, wasting her time, realizing she's wasting her time, and she's just really fed up with it.
3: Okay. Well, we're going to play that song right now. Uh, For our listeners So everyone listen out This is Diamond Greeny And you That Was You by Greeny Diamond. So what are some new other products that you're working on right now?
5: Um, I currently have a, um,
6: I'm working on a new song, so it should be out pretty, pretty soon. Um, I'm just waiting for the go to put it out. So I'm really excited about the new one. I think everyone is going to be really shocked about it.
3: Oh okay. So are yeah, you you so you do write as well, correct?
6: Correct. And oh, okay. I also um just recently released another one, uh Everything sleek with
5: yes, uh bando on it. hmm Okay
0: yep. and you wrote
5: that, would, that song as well. Yes, I also co wrote that. Oh okay,
0: cool.
3: Awesome, awesome artist um, here in the seven five seven um, I want to I want to thank you for coming on. But before you leave, I want our listeners to be able to you know reach out to you on social media, be able to know That's where to go I mean. find your music. So tell them where they can find um, Greeny Diamond. At
6: well, you can find um, me on Facebook. You can go like my page, uh, facebook.com/backslash uh, the Green Diamond. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, at Green Diamond, to make sure the green has an E at the end. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Green Diamond underscore Inc. You can find my music everywhere. I'm on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox Live, and um, I'm currently working on putting out my new website. You can go on my old website, which is www.com. Green um, You'll see some things that I've done in the past But my new website will have everything That is up to date and I'm
3: excited about it Great Well thank you again for coming On the show um, We'll be here promoting you at any time And you're always welcome back To the show okay Thank
6: you for having me I really thank really you. Appreciate it
3: You're welcome Have a great night
6: You too you do the same
2: Great job, Nick. All
1: right.
0: Great job. Yeah. She can sing. She can sing. She
1: she really can. But yeah. you know, I think we need to pause for the calls. Well. Um I think we need to play everything fleek. <laughs> I was listening to that as she was talking and I'm just like, whoa. You know, she has I love the U song. The U song I was just sitting back and forth rocking. Um mm-hmm. But I think we need to play everything fleek. That's hot. That's hot.
2: So you should. want me to stop the show?
1: Oh, no, you don't no, have you to want. stop it. I can press play. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> go I ahead, boo. play it.
0: Do you, oh, okay. boo. Go ahead. Okay, well, you know what? We're Do about you, to hear everything. Do you, boo. Because
1: I'm enjoying that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? I'm going to get both of
0: you.
1: I'm enjoying what Mr. Natefield did. I think we need to play that. So just listen in, and here we go.
5: Did, hair did, everything clean did, did, y'all. Did, hair did, everything sleek. Everything, girl, everything Walk into the spot with the pretty girl. Look, everything the place, mm-hmm. feeling like a crook, I'm feeling all the attention, confidence is tremendous, we looking so expensive, and all my friends is rapping for the squad, hair done wow. nails done, chilling by the bar, respected wow. like a star, Working, what you looking at, staring at this smack box, but I ain't for no rookie caps, catch, catch me in a form, looking so foreign, put me on a scale of 10 is what I'm for, we in the building looking
0: so fancy, so be on fleek. Now son done, she be on
5: fleek. Toasted, she be on fleek. Like a cover girl, everything fleek. Head dead, she be on fleek. Now son done, she be on fleek.
0: Toasted, she be on fleek. Like a cover girl, everything fleek. Shardy bag,
5: she only not need no. Got me looking like she don't need no. The type of girl that had you doing so much Got me open like she only not need no. You ain't gotta worry for the night it's on me A foundation and everything If I had her in the bed I couldn't sleep You at a level other woman can't Really. Turn up, Charlie. all these bands on me be so hot, let me put a little fan on it She keep telling me that she ain't got a man She the type of make a nigga go hammer Girl, I know it's on fleek rather than notions She like a joke, I'm so addicted, yeah, I'm so in Don't wanna ride up in your lane, it's like I'm loaded She like that beautiful flower I call it loaded she be on fleek Now it she be on fleek Coast in, she be on fleek Like a cover girl, everything fleek Hair dead, she be on fleek Now it gone, she be on fleek Coast in, she be on fleek Like a cover girl, everything fleek Nails
3: I'm finna go buy me a big hot. old radio, and Thank when I go to school on Monday, oh lord, oh lord.
1: See, we were good with you too you said we go to school on always got to take it night. too far. <laughs> yes, always got to be extra. Lord, yeah.
0: have her <laughs> but that uh, song
1: I'm was high. Loving her range, I'm loving. That
3: was nice, right? That beat was. That was hot. a nice. Yes, that was, was a nice dance, club I song. Dancing. Yeah.
1: But I, how old is she again? She's a teenager, right? Well, she's yeah, in college. I think she's she's a, 19. She, oh, my God. Wow. That was that, that's just. That yeah. was oh, oh my God. I, I'm loving it. I'm loving yeah. it. And just yeah, the, it like I, I said, the range between the two songs. I love it.
3: Yeah. Well, well Alicia, can you please tell us it? Well, thank you guys for letting up. me have this opportunity. You did a good job. Thank you.
1: I can't wait is to see what's coming
3: up next month.
1: Yeah.
2: We need to interview him
1: Spotlighting the other side of yourself
2: Yeah That's what I was saying We need to really have someone Interview him Because he's just a walking box of talent So
1: I I remember his songs honey Yeah He's going to get John Legend To run for his money Mm. Oh lord Go ahead Nate Do it
2: No you go Ah. ahead Alicia Tell us about next week's show
1: Next week's show (laughs) Oh You know I'm excited about every week's show But I love next week's show coming up I really am the topic is why I just can't work in the public school system anymore. Right. Well, I know we talked about it when with the three of us. We were doing Hot Topics um, last season, but we talked about it and we had an educator come on and talk about the Atlanta cheating scandal and
8: mm-hmm. all the
1: pressures and things on teachers. So back in August, um, the Washington Post shared educator Stephanie Kells' post about why she made what she called – one of the hardest decisions of her life To quit her job and start teaching at a private school And in that post she explained why she felt like She's been driven out of public education And her story resonated with so many other teachers In the public school system Who are finding that their jobs are increasingly difficult Because of school reforms That have limited you know, teacher autonomy Have overemphasized standardized testing And then underfunded public education so I'd love to hear from her as an educator, because a lot of times there's a problem that exists, but you're afraid to say anything because, right. you, you know, you risk your losing your job. position, that's your job, yeah. Exactly. But, hey, she switched to, you know, private schools, so and now she can talk about it. And yeah. then also, wonderful, Attorney Gerald Griggs from Atlanta. Um, we talked about the Atlanta teaching scandal. where of course, he is a established, well-known attorney in Atlanta. Um, In spring 2015, of course, we know that there was that teaching scandal where uh, public educators were given prison time for changing student test scores. Well, (coughs) Attorney Griggs started an organization called Free Our Teachers Now. It's aimed at helping educators, not just Atlanta, uh, but everywhere. And their primary focus is to support teachers that serve underprivileged communities because those are the teachers that really have those obstacles. You know, malnourished children A lack of educational resources And then oftentimes the absence of parental support and guidance Due to the low social uh, economic status of that community Um, So as Attorney Griggs and the organization says That, you know, when you have those circumstances There's a myriad of roles that will inhibit a teacher's ability to be effective So I'm looking forward to hearing from both of them next week And you know what, Will? We may have another co-host that may do a special segment for us. Oh, mm -hmm. awesome, awesome,
2: awesome. But we might be doing
1: another co-host segment.
2: I want to let both of you know, thank you for a wonderful one year. I'm looking forward to what this year has in store. Um, We're your hosts. I'm Will Strayhorn.
1: Alicia Brown.
3: And I'm Nate Whitfield.
2: He did it. Wonderful.
3: (laughs) Oh, Jesus, yes.
0: Be blessed. (laughs)
5: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. We ask that you visit www.let'sfaceitradio.com for up to date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people. Real topics, real talk. Let's face it.